Hi, I'm Gabriel Garcia. My wife, Legenska, and I have the privilege of pastoring Emmanuel Church here in Houston, Texas. We're excited that you're joining us here today on our podcast. We hope that we can connect with you in person, Sundays at 11.30 a.m., on our social media outlets at My Emmanuel Church, and on our website at myemmanuelchurch.com. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and inspires you. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us here today. We are here. It's December. It's Christmas. It's time for Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas? Anybody ready for Christmas? No? No? Have anybody done their Christmas shopping yet? They did Black Friday shopping. We went uh, to the with the youth to convention this past weekend, and we went to the mall on Friday. It was it was it was crazy. It was packed. It was full. Um, word of advice, you know, they actually have prob- they probably have better deals like other times of the year rather than Black Friday. So avoid the traffic and just stay and shop online. You know, that that's probably the the easiest way to get the best deals in the Christmas season. I'm a little under the weather, so that's why my voice sounds a little weird today, but I'm still here, and I'm going to bring the word this morning. We're starting a brand new series, what we're calling The Sounds of the Season. The Sounds of the Season. Christmas is like my favorite time of year. I've mentioned this before. Uh, I've said it before. Like I, I ha- uh, A couple of weeks ago, I already set up my Christmas decorations at home. Uh, if you've passed by my house, you've seen my inflatable cat and dog outside with their Christmas hats. They're, you know, they're adorable. Um, and I, I love this season. I love to decorate. I love to, to every room in the house, and my house has something, you know, some kind of Christmas something, whether it's just like a little figurine or a Santa hat or something. There's something there. And, and, and I love Christmas music, too. I, uh, I know that people argue about how early Christmas music should be played or when it should be played, you know, and I, you know, even myself, I love Christmas music, but I, I can get annoyed with it, especially if you listen to radio stations where they just play the same songs over and over and over again, you know, we, but we, we all have, a, I, I don't know about you, but I have a favorite Christmas song. Anybody have a favorite Christmas song? Uh, what's your favorite Christmas song? Jingle Bell Rock, okay. Anybody else want to share their favorite Christmas song? Christmas song. Uh, my favorite Christmas song is the Carol of the Bells. I love that song, yeah, especially the, the version, Virgin by, um, Virgin, I, I can't even remember their name, but I, I, lo- I love the song. Uh, Chris, in, it has many forms, and there's one that I laugh at because it's a, it's the Carol of the Bells, the barnyard version, and it's like the just sounds of animals, like making the whole song and it's really funny it's like and at the end you hear a baby crying and that's Jesus being born you know and so the, the, the we hear all kinds of Christmas songs and we might get annoyed at some of them my least favorite Christmas song is I want a hippopotamus for Christmas that song makes no sense to me and I hear it all the time everywhere and I don't know why people like it if you like it try to explain it to me I don't get it but We hear Christmas music during this season all the time. And I think sometimes, especially with the songs that we don't like, we get annoyed with or whatever, we tend to tune it out. We we tune the Christmas song out or we tune Christmas music out. In general, it's just like it's just too much. It's everywhere. It's all the time. And so, and even sometimes our favorite songs, we don't even really understand, like, everything about them. You know, especially there's a lot of songs that talk about Jesus 
and during this holiday season. And we're going to talk about that the, the series is based on going through some classic Christmas songs and trying to understand what the lyrics really mean, tying it to the Bible so that we can get back, uh, so that we can remember, because it's easy to get caught up in the shopping, caught up in the decorations, caught up in everything that's going on in the holiday season, and forget that it's about Jesus. You know, uh, like the song Happy Birthday Jesus says, you know, it's, uh, the, ni- the lights are nice, the presents are nice, but it's all about Jesus. And so we want to remind ourselves during this holiday season, what can we do to remind ourselves of Jesus? How can we be more like Jesus during the holiday season? And so today, the Christmas carol that we're going to be looking at, um, and of course, we're going to be looking at the Bible for, for those who might be wondering. Yes, of course, the Bible is, impo- is core of what we do here. But the song that is based for, for, for week one, for week one of this series, is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Anybody ever heard that song? I'm sure you have. It's an old Christmas carol. Uh, and the lyrics go, I, I'm not going to sing it today. Maybe next week I'll sing for you. But the next, this week I'm a little sick, so I'm not going to sing for you. It's going to sound bad. Uh, the lyrics go, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man, as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And the part that, that's so important, this song is about praise. This song is heralding the coming of the new king Jesus. He is born as a man. And the, the part I really like about this is that we, we talk about Jesus being born. We talk about how he had to go through that experience, what it meant to be human, to become truly human and experience life as we would. You know, he grew up as a baby. He had to have his diapers changed. He had to, to, to be fed, you know. If he scraped his knee, he had to be tended to. You know, if, if he's crying, his mom, I don't know what method of child raising she used. You know, some parents are like, child's crying, I'm going to ignore them until they stop. Or if was she spoiled him, you know. Did she always go to Jesus when he cried? You know, we don't know. But he experienced all of this to become human. And this song tells us, that it wasn't just something that he did because he had to. The song says, pleased as man with man to dwell, that he came of his own will to, to and happily to come and live among us. He wanted to, he desired to be close to us. He desired to be close to us. And we see this in the scripture in two different places I'm going to read. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 to 23. That's the first one. Matthew 1, 22 to 23. And it says this. It says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So... Emmanuel, and then in Isaiah 7, 14, where, what, what Matthew was referring to says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel is the name of our church, you know, if you don't know that. 
And Emmanuel means God with us. If you're here, you know, maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, we call it E-Church sometimes, E-C, you know, my Emmanuel church. But Emmanuel means God with us. That is the name that God gave through the prophet to Jesus. Jesus had many names, but he was called Emmanuel because of, of what it meant. It meant that God had come to be with us. It didn't mean that God decided, you know, gods are a lot of things. A lot of people believe a lot of different gods, a lot of different things. And typically, gods are high and above the world that they rule over. They are separated from their creation because they are bigger and stronger and this and that or whatever. You know, they, they don't want to get involved in the world that they are living in. And a lot of faiths believe in a God like that, but not, not our God, not Jesus. Jesus said that I will live among them as one of them. I will be with them. I will show them life how to truly live, how to truly experience life. See, God is so different when it comes to the world's conception of him. We, like, people try to think of God like, you know, oh, I mean, if I do something wrong, I'm going to get struck by lightning. You ever had that thought? Like, someone's like, man, I, 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 I got to watch what I do. Like, God is watching me, you know? That reminds me of this funny joke, uh, well, I think it's funny at least, um, where there's a, a kid in, like, a, a Christian, a private Christian school or whatever, and there's a basket full of apples. Um, and on the basket of apples, there was a sign that they put there. They said, take one. God is watching. But then there was a basket of cookies on the other side, and the cookies didn't have another sign. So the kid saw that, and he wrote his own sign and put it on the cookies. He said, take as many as you want. God's watching the apples. And, and so, like, we, we think about God like that, that he's always looking at us for what we can do, what we can mess up with, uh, ready to strike us with lightning, strike us down, to punish us, to give us what we deserve for, uh, for, for our wrongdoings. That's what we see, and, and, and it's ingrained in us. We, we live sometimes in a culture where the church can sometimes shame us for doing wrong. Instead of opening their arms with grace and love, the church tends to shame people for what they've done wrong or what they won't do. You know, I hate it. I've ever been in the service where, they're, you know, like you're, they're, they're, you're there and they're like, it's time to give. And then you feel bad for not giving. Like, we don't want to do that here. That's not what we're about. But that's what you find a lot of times. Like, you, you feel shame. You feel guilt for, for just like not being able to give because like I'm broke, you know, I feel that. <laughs> but we, we experience that in a lot of different ways. And the church tends to perpetrate this image of God as judge, as angry judge. And, you know, for sure God does not like sin. You know, the Bible tells us he doesn't like sin. It, it's the very reason that he sent Jesus in the first place because he did not want to deal with sin. He, or, or rather, he wanted to deal with sin when we didn't want to. When we chose to live in it, he chose to change our perspective of life in, overall. So he sent Jesus as a baby to live a life that we could see where, where life truly lived in him, where love truly lived in him, where sin, even though it came and, and it tried to grab hold of him, was defeated 
because he chose to live the life that God had given him rather than what the world wanted him to live. Jesus coming is kind of like, um, you ever seen the show Undercover Boss? Anybody ever seen that? My favorite one is a parody one. Uh, like, it's not even the actual show. I've seen some clips from the actual show. My favorite one's a parody one. It's a Star Wars version. And it's, uh, uh, if you've seen the, new, uh, the newer, newer stuff that's been coming out, there's Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren goes undercover, like, as a worker in the, a, a, a stormtrooper. He, he pretends to be a stormtrooper, you know. And, he, like, it's obvious that it's him because he keeps call, talking about himself. And he's like, oh, he's just such a great boss, you know. And it's like, you know, he, he's amazing. And some of the employees that catch on, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't want to get cut down with a lightsaber or anything like that. And so they're just, like, doing, the, doing their thing. And he just pretends, he pulls out the lightsaber at one point because he gets angry with somebody. And he's like, he's like. Where'd you get that? Oh, Kylo let me borrow it. He let you borrow the lightsaber. We know it's you. <laughs> you know, and the point of this is, is like this show is supposed to be like a boss coming in and they're supposed to experience what it's like. You know, but chances are, let's be real, a lot of times they do experience what it's like to be in, in these situations, but they say they learn something from it, but we don't see if there's actual change, you know. We don't see if there's actually anything that changes that. But God, on the other hand, he came in to help us change rather than just experience. He went through the same things that we went through in life. And then he said, now I want to show you how to live uh, uh, the right kind of way. This was Jesus. This, this is what this season is about. The, the incarnation of Jesus as man. This is so important. I think we don't get it at times. Like, we, we, under, we, we, we love the holiday season. We love Christmas. We, we love celebrating it. We love talking about Jesus. We have pictures of Jesus everywhere. You know, baby Jesus and his little, um, his little whatever it is, manger thing. You know, they, they have this little piece of wood and there's Jesus, you know. Some of those things look a little creepy. Uh, but, you know, we have the nativity scene. That's what it is. The nativity scene. Everywhere. I forgot the name. And the nativity scene represents to us this idea of, of, of who Jesus was. This, 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 this beautiful thing, you know. This beautiful event that happened to, for us. But it gets sidestepped, you know. And instead of in the holiday season trying to really live out what Jesus wanted us to live out, we live out our own version of it. We get stuck in a, in, a, in a capitalistic way. We get stuck in a materialistic way, wanting stuff. You know, we just want things from people. And, and the problem is, is that ends up going over to, 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 to God, too. When it comes to this holiday season, God, you know, I just hope I get everything on my wish list this year. You know? I hope I get that, that new thing. You know, I need that, God. I, I really am praying for it. I need, I need this thing, God. We, we just want and want and want and desire from God of, of stuff instead of asking, how can we live out what Jesus has given us this holiday season? How can we live out? Because, see, God, God came for connection with us. It wasn't. It wasn't just so that he could uh, be a baby and experience, you know, he, I, I don't know why he would just want to do that, you know. 
I don't remember what it's like being a baby, but you see babies. They're difficult to deal with sometimes, you know. Uh, always crying, got to change their diapers, got to feed them, you know. It's no wonder, you know, I see, I, I, I see some shows where, like, you know, I thought I was the only parent that ignored their child. You know, it happens. You just need a break, you know. And, and Jesus, I, I, I wouldn't think that he came just to experience what it was like to be human. It, wasn't, it was more than that. He, he wanted to show us how to live. He wanted to connect with us on a deeper level, on, on a relational level. He wanted to know us so that we could know, know him more. Jesus came so that we could be close to him. You know, when, when Jesus walked among this earth, there was a lot of times where he was teaching his disciples. And at one point he said, I'm not going to just call you my disciples anymore. I'm going to call you friends. You are my friends. You are, uh, this is what I have desired from the very beginning to walk with you and to live life with you. How we, we make it about so much else when, it's, when, when God wants us to be connected with him. God wants us to be connected with people and God wants us to love people. We, we say this season is about love. We say this season is about giving. But it, it, it tends to be the season that we're the stingiest. And we hold out when it comes to giving to the right causes and we're more concerned about if we have enough money to get everybody on our wish list what they want. And, you know, that's, that's a form of love. There, there's nothing wrong with that if you have enough money, you know. Should be wise about it. Sometimes you need, I, I found out a few years ago that I started budgeting. I was like, I can only spend this much per person. I don't care if they want something more expensive. This is what I can spend this holiday season. Because I used to be... I used to spend all of my money on gifts for Christmas. And it would, like, at the end of the holiday season, I'd maybe get some money back, but really not. Um, and we want to do that, but there is so much more we can do. The point is that there is so much more we can do. We need to take a, a, a lesson from what Jesus came to do. And he wanted to connect with people. And so we can connect with others. How can we then connect with people? How can we live out the love that Jesus gave us when he came on to earth? Because we always think about the act of the cross as being the act of love that Jesus committed. But I believe his whole life, Jesus' entire life was an act of love to us. In his entire life, from the moment he was born, from the, the, the fact that he was conceived to come and be born as human was the very beginning of that act of love. And his resurrection was the ultimate culmination in everything that he had done for us throughout his time here on earth. So how can we take that and live out, live it out this holiday season? Instead of thinking about gifts for others, we should think about how can we be a, a voice for the voiceless? You know, the city of Houston is uh, known as one of the highest, uh, possibly even the number one city in the United States for human trafficking. There is so much homelessness in the city of Houston. We have victims that uh, experience all kinds, victims of human trafficking, victims of abuse, victims 
of racism and all kinds of things that we have. And this is a big city, and it seems like it can be everywhere. You know, I see so many people suffering and so many people uh, without, you know. And we have so much. This holiday season can be about us. How how can this holiday season be about us when Jesus himself, when he came to be a human being, made it about us instead of him? He, he shows us the example. We, we need to cast ourselves aside and think of other people first during this time of year. Not even just during this time of year, but for our entire lives, every single day, every single moment. This season should be the call of how we live our lives on the daily basis. You see, there are victims, there are people suffering that we can live, live out love to them. But I think a lot of times we'd be more comfortable living our own lives, seeking to our own needs rather than helping others. And, and you know, it's true. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be selfless because you want to be concerned with yourself, your own well-being, and, and that's a good thing. You know, self-care is an important thing in life. We want to be concerned with our family, and family is good. Family is a good thing that God has given us, you know. But there is so much more. We get trapped in this bubble. We get trapped in this bubble during this holiday season that it's all about family and we forget about everybody else. When Jesus came, he popped the bubble that he was living in, which was heaven, and he said, I need to get out into this world and show them that I love them. To reach out to the people that no one else wanted to talk to, that no one else wanted to be with, that's who he went to. When he lived on earth, he, went, he was known as a friend of sinners. One of the things, one of the preachers said this weekend at, at the youth convention, he said, it's sad that very few Christians these days are labeled as a friend of sinners. And it's true. That these days, it's, there are not a lot of Christians that you can look at and say, you know what? I see them and they dedicate their lives to reaching out to people that don't know Jesus. Instead, we're more concerned with keeping people out. We don't think about it that way, but that's what it happens. That's what happens. We become so concerned with our local churches and our local congregations, our local family and ourselves that we want to keep people out. When people come in, we're like, what are they doing here? When Jesus wanted to invite everybody in. Jesus wanted to bring us all into this, this holiday season, not the holiday season, but he wanted us to bring us into this new way of living, this new way of life that was so much more than just about a day, so much more than just about a, a month-long celebration, so much more than that. He wanted us to live out a life that shows love. Taking care of each other. Taking care of those less fortunate. How can we this holiday season think about? Where, where can we, we should be thinking, the question is that not what I can give somebody, but the question we should be thinking about is where can I serve? Where can I serve? Can, do I, can I go to the food bank? There's a food bank here. I don't know if y'all know that. There's a food bank like right here. And I, I, I want to get involved with them. 
I've been to the Houston Food Bank and I've served before. How, how can we serve at the Star of Hope? How can we serve at a homeless shelter? How can we serve those people that are in our community that we know are in need? You know, we, we, every year, and we're going to start it soon. We're going to put it up by tonight. A sign for uh, a toy drive. We always love to pick up toys for kids that are in need. And, you know, that's one of the ways we love to serve our community. We try and give out toys to the families that they don't have. Because, you know, we know that families want to give their kids something for Christmas. And we know that it's not always possible. And so we want to do that. We want to see how we can serve our community. And very soon we want to be talking about it with our team. How we can just go out and do something for the community rather than ourselves. How can we serve our, 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 the, homeless, the homeless in our neighborhood? How can we serve the families in our neighborhood? We want to be that church that Jesus has called to, to love people, to love those that are less fortunate, that are hurting, that are broken, because the holiday season oftentimes is very dark for some people. People that are missing family, they are missing home, people that have no one. That's who Jesus came for. Who he became as man, he, became, he came to this world, he became a man so that he could connect with the people that have no one. And we as the church, it is our responsibility this season, this, this, this year that's coming up, for, for as long as we will be here to live that out. To connect with those who need him the most. How can we love how can we love? Jesus came to save us, to heal us, to, to change our lives, to give us more than we have ever possibly imagined. You know, there, in Jesus, we receive spiritual blessing, we receive healing, we receive salvation, we receive so much, and we, we don't even understand all of that and it takes a lifetime to be able to get it it takes a lifetime to be able to experience all that God has given us and I love how we can celebrate every year because every year we can approach this season approach this time of year with a new perspective with a new lease on life to understand the newness of everything that God gives us and how we can be involved in the world, in the work that he is doing. I love Christmas. I do. I love the songs. But I think this year, we need to ask ourselves, how can we use Christmas? How can we be Jesus during the Christmas season? How can we? And there's so much to do, you know. I, and I know that some of us here maybe even have experienced that same kind of loneliness or are hurting during the Christmas season. It's hard. And there's so much that we can do. And I don't even know, like, I, I think at night sometimes, and, and I, I lie awake, like, thinking, God, how, how can we do it? There's so much that I want to do, and sometimes I feel like we don't have enough. There's so much, and maybe you feel that same way, too. It's like, well, you know, I hear you, Pastor. I hear you. I hear that we should be loving people, but what can I do? What, what can I do? The simplest way to start is to look at where you're at. Where do you work? 
Who at your job can benefit from some Jesus? Who in your job can benefit from some love? The love of Christ. Who at, at home can benefit from, some love, from, from showing them the love of Jesus? Sometimes we think that we know our family, but sometimes we don't even know what's going on in their lives. Sometimes we think we know our friends. Who, who of your friends can use some Christmas love this year? Who, who in your neighborhood, maybe your neighbor needs some love. You know, there's someone right there that you might not even talk to. I mean, how many of us actually talk to our neighbors? <laughs> like, I, in the neighborhood I used to live in when I, I lived with my parents, like, one of our neighbors, they changed constantly. Like, I, every few years there was a new person in that house. But then the other one, I actually went to school with them. I can't even remember... <laughs> actually like going over and saying hello or anything. That's the kind of world we live in. We don't even want to talk to our neighbors. You know, we'd rather stay in our home. But who in our neighborhood can benefit from something, some kind of expression of God's love, even if it's just to say hello, and happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and love on them. Here's some cookies. Here, here's, a, here's a gift from me to you. Why? Because, just because. Not for anything, not for any reason, but just because. There are so many ways, but we have to look at where we're at. We have to look at what we can do right here, right now, because I know we might have big dreams and big things. It's like, well, I want to do something big. You don't have to do something big. Start small. I've learned that God... I've, I've learned, God has, has showed me that sometimes we, we get obsessed with doing big things from God when, when really he just wants the ordinary and the small, the small things and the ordinary things. That is what he uses to start revolutions. He didn't come, he didn't come as Jesus coming from with open heavens and trumpets blasting and angel armies in the sky saying, here, I have come to save humanity. No, he became, he came as a little baby born in a backwater town where there wasn't even room for them and he was born in a barn. Well, I mean, he was born among the animals. I don't know if it was actually a barn. Don't know. But he, he was born among animals in a small little nowhere town in the middle of nowhere, and no one expected him to come this way. This was the small things. This is how God wants us to start. He said, if I can start small, you can start small. You don't have to do some big grand gesture for God. You don't have to do some big grand gesture for people. Start where you can. To show love this Christmas season, maybe it's just talking to your neighbor, saying hello, giving a gift. Maybe it's talking to someone that you haven't in a long time and letting them know, hey, you know, everything's okay between us and I'm praying for you. Maybe it's someone that you need to forgive this holiday season and say, you know what, it's, it's over. I, I'm, I'm, I'm forgiving you. I'm letting that go. I don't want to hold on to it anymore. That's the love that I'm showing this holiday season. Maybe, maybe it's someone that you know that needs to, you know that you want forgiveness from. And you just need to love them anyway. Even if they haven't. Even if they haven't asked for forgiveness. Even if they haven't tried to make things right. Maybe 
it, it, it's, some, it, it's the small things. God doesn't need us. God doesn't need us to do big things. He has done the big thing. He came to this earth and he did the big thing. He did the hard work. He gave his life for us and, and to defeat sin and death and, and, and all of that he took with him. He did the big things already. He wants us to be where we're at so that we can love on people like he would love on them. Would you stand with me this afternoon? Christmas is supposed to be about love. And I think we do well loving our own. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, you know, every family has their drama. But we can do more. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be big. Start small this season. Where can we love where we're at? At work, at home, at school, in our neighborhood? Where are we at that we can show them that Jesus came for them? Father, we thank you this morning. We pray that this Christmas season, we would give it over to you. Help us and forgive us for making it about ourselves. Help us to, to, to stop being selfish, to stop focusing on what we want or what we're worried and concerned about getting for other people. Help us to remind and remind us that there are people in need everywhere we go. That we might have an opportunity, no matter how small, to show that you came for them to live a life of love for them. Help us to be a church that is a beacon of hope and love in a community, in a city where there is darkness. Help us to be Someone that can help save a life for those that are suffering and hurting and broken. Let us be you. Let us be the image of you, Jesus, during this season. If you enjoyed today's message, like and share it on social media and subscribe so you don't miss anything. If you'd like to support our church as we work to accomplish our mission of reaching our city and our world, go to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.